looking for the King of Podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up, Crazy Train Radio? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. Hey, I know we have a lot of horror fans that listen to our shows, and I know things have been tough for everybody across the board these past six or seven months with what's been going on in the real world, but I wanted to make a suggestion to you horror fans, because I know part of the normal routine year in and year out is to attend different conventions to meet some of your favorite horror stars. However, none of us have been able to do that because of obvious reasons. But I do have a little suggestion for you. SignatureHorror.com Now, some may ask, what is that? Well, they obtain autographs for the fans from some of their favorite stars, from some of their favorite franchises. Whether it be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and many more. They have different options such as, besides getting their autographs, you can do live Zoom calls with your favorite stars. You can do personalized videos for people, greetings of some sort. They just have many options. So, if you're looking for to spend some money that you may have spent at conventions, check them out and see the options they have signaturedhorror.com That's right, signaturehorror.com
With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out. To contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Hey campers, this is Ari Lee, the first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Jason never dies. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, your croc, Jonathan Steele. And boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Yes, I sound like a uh, ringmaster here, but I'll go with it. I like it. Rolls off the tongue nicely. Once in a while, we like to uh, feature those who are working in genre stuff. Folks may or may not be aware of them, so why not shadow a little, uh, or cast a little light on them once in a while? Chris Pink, how you doing? Good. Good, good. How you doing? Uh, no complaints on my end. Nobody listens anyway. But first <laughs> and foremost, I will start off with Horror Seeker, which is you have, you run that online with outlets such as Facebook and whatnot. What is... Yes. Horror Seeker, if folks wish to check that out. Oh, Horror Seeker is something I came up with. Uh, basically, it was just a, an area where I could um, put up posts and articles about certain uh, topics of the genre that I enjoy. And then it sort of became um, an area where anyone that's a fan of horror, uh, whether you're a creative in it, author, filmmaker, or if you're just a fan, if you just enjoy the atmosphere, it's it's a spot where everyone can come and um, be a fan and enjoy everyone else's work. Uh, everyone can show up and share their work if they wish. Um, it's basically, I want to be the spot where everybody can come and be able to display what it is they like about horror. Because these days... Um, it's nice to see some originality coming back to the genre, um, but for a while it was nothing but remakes and retreads and sort of became a thing that you started seeing repetition everywhere you looked. So I, I made Horror Seeker to be a point where I could feature the best there was that I could find. You know, everybody has seen things about, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, and the list goes on about the familiar uh, characters and films and stories, but I like to feature um, as original pieces as I can while re while reflecting on 
you know, the highlight reel, of course, but my mainstay is reaching out for originality. Well, two things I can go with there. First and foremost being that you have dabbled in writing and creativity yourself. Yes. But also that you uh, got into enjoying the genre of horror at the age of, like me, the three, four range. Yeah, of course, because of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So first, can you tell me about the creativity side that you like to have besides being the host with the most at RSC? <laughs> um, well, my uh, my approach to it is very simple. I um, I like to, for my work personally, I like to create the stories that I would like to see and or read. Um because once again, every everything that comes out on the main stage is is familiar territory, and I know uh, people. A lot of people are familiar with the notion that there, you can only tell uh, seven kinds of stories. I think that was um, Carl Jung that said that. So that is true, but um, it's a matter of perspective and how the stories are told. And I think, and I think that's another thing that's being lost on a lot of. Um, a lot of platforms is store the actual story of what's happening is kind of take taking a step back is playing second fiddle because of people's lust for shock horror and you know just blood and gore in general. I mean, look at what happened. If you look at what happened to the Saw franchise, just to pick one e- an easy one for an example. Um, I mean, the first movie was amazing, I think. It was, you know, a lot, of, a lot of twists that people weren't expecting. You know, retrospectively now, it, it kind of looks a little cheesy, but it's managed to survive, what, eight installments? And as you notice, the each one gets a little more elaborate with the traps and the blood and the in-your-face shock value of it. Uh, I think the story kind of gets lost. That's where my stuff I like to I like to focus on the story itself, and I, I hope that people can enjoy that as well. So, would you, because uh, you bring up a good point, pointing towards the Saw franchise and whatnot? Yeah, so that was just, that was just say, a picture. Yeah, no, I know I know exactly what you're going with that. Yeah, but would you? Point to say something like it to be more up your alley personally because the story tends to stay intact. Um, yes. Uh, to that end, I would say that um, not until the the part one that the chapter one remake came out when uh, with Bill Skarsgård when that was uh, first hitting the scene and everyone was getting amped up for it. That was when I finally broke down and said, I have to read this book. And it's, it's an, anyone that sees it, it's an intimidating uh, site because it's over 1100 pages. It's a pretty hefty book. Um, but it's, it's not Stephen King's longest book. So, but it is, I mean, I couldn't put it down. That's, 
for that for a book that big, I I I was think always think to myself, this has to be good because it's this long, and just just right by that alone. But I have to say, it's one of the best character reads that I've read to date. Just it's completely enveloping, and the translation from that to film, uh, the original 1990 uh, miniseries with Tim Kirk. Yeah, with Tim Curry, I personally that's my I like that hand hands down over uh, the remake. Um, and so, but when the remake came out, I I, I want to think that that was a little more faithful to the book. Um, but in some respects, I I think that the miniseries did it better because they did not have the luxury of all of the special effects and the the jump scares to um, to keep the audience's attention. Um, I really don't I, I don't I don't remember what was going on at the time or why that movie was getting such a stir. But I, I mean, it was for me. But everywhere I looked, I, you, you suddenly saw Pennywise this, Pennywise that, and it just became a um, this big merchandise, you know, conglomerate. And everywhere you looked, there was Pennywise merchandise everywhere. So it caught fire the right way. And then the, the, so the first chapter was great for the remake. And the second chapter for me, I think it, it, it fell flat. I, and I really can't put my finger on why. It's, I don't know. It, it felt like the, but maybe it was the performances in the, in the second chapter that just weren't clicking with me. And now they got the third chapter that's, uh, supposedly coming out, which is going to be curious because this, as far as I can tell, is going to tread new ground in regards to um, the story of it. Uh, so that's a good it's, point, Ben. When I when you say that, uh, because I liked the, the movies, the recent ones, Chapter One and Chapter Two, and mm-hmm. have it's been a while since I read the book, but. The mo- those movies compared to the miniseries, in certain aspects, you are able to clear or stay close to the book and could do more compared yes. to a TV miniseries, miniseries and 1990 compared to the 2019. So like, say, for example, the opening of Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about as far as the gay couple and that kind yeah. of stuff, where it was in the book, but you don't see in the miniseries. No, so no, not at all. Yeah, which rightfully so, you know, I get why, you know, different time frame and address different stories and topics and everything. Mm-hmm. But, but with Chapter 3, what could you go, would there be still more stuff in the from the book that you can reference? Or would this be all new material, do you think? Uh, from what I remember, they they pretty much hit all the beats from the book already. So there might be a few nuancey things that they can draw on, um, but for the most part, because uh, I was already thinking about this way back when, for the most part, it, I feel like it would be um, original material, which would be interesting, but any like savvy readers of Stephen King 
um, were, would catch that Pennywise isn't restricted only to it. He's kind of spliced into a number of stories that I've, I've, I've noticed. So it might, it might be a means of, of joining, uh, two genres together, or not two genres, but two of uh, King's stories that otherwise would have been their own entities. Like Pennywise, Pennywise makes guest appearances in a couple of his stories, and off the top of my head, I can't remember which ones. Um, but I've read articles and saying that, you know, this could be these situations in, say, I think they actually mentioned The Shining at one point. Um, but they meant they attribute some of the things that happened to Pennywise, to the, the, the creature that Pennywise is. And that could be one possibility of what they might go for, but your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. But back to you for a sec, because I only got another minute or two with you. Uh, okay. What seems to be, because like I hinted before, we got sidetracked here on it, but you've dabbled in writing. What yes. would you say has been your more popular stories from that you have done and where can folks find such stories or would that be on Horror Seeker through uh, social media? Uh, well, you find all my material uh, for articles. Um, I give away, I, I always post some flash fiction uh, just for people to enjoy. But uh, my book uh, that just came out is called Sacrifices Incarnate and it's an anthology of horror with 10 short stories that you can find on Amazon. It's available on hard copy or Kindle right now. Um, they're really short reads. I, I purposely made them short so they're easy to ingest. And, again, the price for it is, again, cheap because I want this to be in people's hands, and I really enjoy it when people say to me, hey, I like this story, I like this story, I like the way, I like the way you write. I have friends, I have friends of mine and friends of their friends coming at me saying, you got a one messed up mind, keep writing. But <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's what makes me feel good. That, that was the best compliment I got as far as my work. But, uh, there seems to be a consensus on what two stories that people really, really enjoy in this book. And, um, I'm kind of reluctant to say because I don't want to, I don't want to influence people that might pick this up and read it. I would like them to say which one they like the most, but in regards to this, I would say in this book, there's a story called Restless, which people, that's, that's almost the unanimous one that everyone likes the most. And next to that, uh, is one called The Jar. And that is, uh, What's the J-A-R stands for Justified Artificial Reality. And that has been called, that has been described as my, my crack at a Black Mirror-esque story. So it's not just straight horror. There, it, it, I blend the genres a little bit almost in each one. There's some creature features. There's some psychological ones. There's, um, some that dabble on sci-fi horror, but the foundation for them all is to get people scared. And thus far I've had nothing but good reactions and that's what I that's what I'm in it for. Well, 
I'll have to get the Amazon link for you, from you to put in all versions of this. But oh, you said it more politically correct, but I'll say it uh, straight out. That, you know, it's an okay compliment, as you said, for friends and family and other people who've seen it so far to tell you you're fucked up. And it's meant as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely take it as a compliment when it comes to my work. Yes. So make sure you also check out again. We hinted at it here a few times. Horror Secrets through Facebook and everything else. We'll put links to that as well. Chris, thank you so much. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hi, this is Bill Conti. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio. 